0: today on the Bill Kelly show on 900 CHML it's 11:35 uh, it's uh, friday morning and that means tech talk of course uh, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM Three Marketing, is here. Good to see you again. Yeah, you
1: too, Bill. Brought to you I'm by our good
0: minute. friends at Hamilton <laughs> Limousine, uh, who are busy as they always have been. Uh, just saw one of them zoom by here. Just, uh, I thought that was you. <laughs> the, no, oh, the, the Adam's
1: entourage <laughs> is here. Yeah, No, it was. Uh, it was just uh, just me today. Uh, we were out yesterday. We were very busy. Uh, Hamilton Limo took us to. Uh, I was like Toronto. I was in Kitchener, uh, just meeting after meeting. It was. Uh, it's so handy. Actually, I had one of my staff in there. We're both working away. She's she's on her laptop. I'm on mine. We're just like, you know, it was it was great. I mean, it's it's very productive. And I'll tell you, I had to drive to Toronto last minute. And I remember cursing the entire way. Got there in 40 minutes, driving back. I was two hours getting out. I don't need to tell this to anyone who commutes to Toronto that it's like, and I was going to take the train, but it was one of those last minute meetings. I had to go in quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it was, I knew I could get there fast, but, I you know, it cost $30 for parking. And then it was like traffic for two and a half hours. Oh man! Anyway, so yes, Hamilton Limo is a godsend when it comes to anyone in business, or even just trying to get to the airport. They're they're great, obviously, and and great people too. Uh, this is not on your sheet, but I wanted to ask you about the the latest Huawei
0: twist here. Uh, we yeah. already we talked last week yep, that's right. uh, about the fact that the Canadian government says they've done their due diligence, and no, no, we'll allow Huawei in here, and, and <laughs> that we can sell their stuff. Yeah, we can let them work, yeah. Two U.S. senators who are on the uh, this, uh, the uh, Intelligence Committee are now petitioning the Canadian government to rethink that. Yeah. Because they've banned them, of course, in the States. They that's don't right. want those guys anywhere around there. Yes. Uh, and, and the trick, for those that don't know the story, is uh, there's suspicion, that should, should we say, that, uh, that Huawei is hooked up obviously with the Chinese government and and, and they're passing information and secrets, etc. Right, so yeah. It's a messy situation. So that story is not over yet.
1: No, it's not. And I think for the sake of Huawei, uh, I always like to remind people Huawei has ex- existed because of a Canadian company, Nortel. And I've said this constantly, time and time again, this company did not exist more than 20 years ago. It came out of its uh, infancy in the Chinese environment by taking all the patents that Nortel had created under the phone system which today has made it one of the top three uh, cellular products and is the two providers of the new 5G products that are going up in Canada. And the senators are correct. They should be Absolutely not allowing this to be in our country for the sake that they have proven there are microchips that are being installed on drives and servers that have been uh, uh, used in government agencies and military. So anyway, I, I agree that Huawei is not one of the projects I'll ever probably say, hey, check out the new phone that's coming out, the, the new P20, because I I honestly, I can't believe in that product They're project. inexpensive though. Oh, they're inexpensive and they do have quite a few features. One feature specifically tells everything you're doing to the Chinese government government, which I kind of stand back and go, I'm not really that keen on wanting them to know my life. So, uh, yeah, I think of all the features, I can sacrifice that hardware for an Apple or a Samsung or other option, or BlackBerry for that matter.
0: Well, we'll talk about those guys in
1: just a couple of seconds. First of all, though, I want to ask you about Dyson. They've got a new product. You know, I thought I thought this was cute. You know what? My my, my lovely wife, I see her with the hair curler. I've seen my teenage daughter. They fight over the hair curler. And, you know, they kind of, I don't, I've never curled my hair. My hair is not long enough to do so. But, you know, I, I hear or straighten it. Or straighten it. Because they yes. have straighteners too. That's right. Um, well, Dyson came up with a product that's really cool. After you have a shower or your hair's wet, for $500 US, you can now take your new Dyson woman's curler and it will naturally roll your hair in a, in a so you don't have to move the roller or, you know, again, I'm sure women are going, what's he talking about? Has he never done that before? <laughs> but this machine, you hold it up and it acts like a vacuum and it will pull the hair into the curler, rolling it. Uh, precisely around, and then it will naturally curl it for you. So if you're tired of moving the curler and wanting to, and it also comes battery powered up to nine days use, meaning you don't have to keep plugging it in, this will be an option to uh, suck your hair in and and curl it. (laughs) Am I saying that appropriately? I I
0: don't know. I'm just uh, creating a mental (laughs) picture here for me. All
1: right. I I like
0: these. I like, they they make great products. They're very innovative people.
1: Well, when I saw the name Dyson, I'm like, wow, that's one of the best vacuum units that's on the market. I never really kind of looked at it and thought, geez, I'd like to take a vacuum cleaner to my head and curl it. So, but if it's available, I mean, what's interesting is a Dyson vacuum cleaner is about the same price as this hair curler. I mean, you could probably buy a pretty quality vacuum. Just stick your head underneath and roll it back and forth. You might get some early air. Be a lot less too.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, What's going on with Microsoft?
1: Well, Microsoft, this is huge news and I'm going to nerd out for a moment. I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners are going to go "Eh, what is he talking about? Microsoft for years has kept their patents proprietary meaning they do not share it. And we've seen where products have successfully expanded from open source. Open source allows other programmers to have access to it, to do lots of other program adjustments, connecting it to other hardware, other than patented Microsoft products. 60,000 patents have now been released, other than the desktop, which is rightfully so, that's a Microsoft (laughs) proprietor, Mm -hmm. but Microsoft has allowed 60,000 of its patents to now be open source, giving Linux, uh, uh, Apple for that matter, the ability to program and work within its environment. Why that's so huge, Bill? And this is what was the turning point in Apple's environment when it came to software is uh, when Apple said, we're going to make the iPad and iOS an open source option for anyone to code. We saw what happened. Millions, if not billions of apps became instantly the biggest development i think this is a big takeover uh, i say takeover a big change because no longer is anyone going to be fearful microsoft's going to send a cease and desist on what you made this is going to be a please advance develop and and and, and create more programs that work within our microsoft environment speaking of apple uh, what's uh, going on with them in artificial intelligence well apple we know has been very committed we've seen this with the new iphone x's that are coming out Artificial intelligence is going to now ramp up in the next few tech talk shows and probably in the next year. I'm going to be talking a lot about where we're going to see uh, augmented reality and Apple is right into it. They purchased a company and what makes this very cool is in, uh, my, uh, not the brag, but FPM Marketing created a similar green screen technology about 2007, but mine was used for the, for the web. Apple created, bought this company and what this business does is it naturally will remove your background. So it will take the camera, source who you are, almost think of it as someone drawing a line around your body and then it will remove it you <laughs> from existence, meaning that I could easily be able to now film anywhere. I, I could be in the city, I could be in the studio, I could be in the country and you'll only see a silhouette of your you in in the video conference or whoever you're speaking with. Why is that important? Why would anyone care? I like to give the analogy of when you saw Star Wars where you saw Princess Leah lean down and there was this hologram and it was her putting the little disc inside yeah, R2-D2. Yeah. That's what is going to be amazing about it. It's not 3D yet, but But it's augmented reality, meaning that you can now remove the background, create the visual of the person in a holographic environment and be able to have it available in a conversation. So it looks like the person is sitting in a in a chair. He could be standing at a podium or otherwise. So this is a a big step, in my opinion, that we'll see Apple investing in the artificial intelligence of augmented reality.
0: Very cool. Uh, A few months ago, I guess it was on this program, you had predicted about Uber going airborne. That's right. Yes. And
1: it's a reality now? It is. They made the announcement by 2023, Dallas, San Francisco will be one of the two testing sites where they're building Uber ports, they refer to them. And think of it as almost like a parking garage with almost lips out of the side of it where the planes can fly land on them. They're kind of like a helicopter planes idea. Um, Well, what I thought was interesting is not that there's going to be Uber planes because it is happening. What I thought was interesting was I started to calculate how much would it cost if these existed today or even in 2023. Let's just factor, I want to take one of these to Toronto because really that's where you're going to use it to go to Niagara, you want to go to Waterloo, maybe Windsor. So I use Toronto as an example because they did announce how much it's going to cost per mile or kilometer to travel. So for a distance of let's assume it exists today uber flights were air, were inexistent we would get in the plane here in hamilton and the distance by air by the way to toronto is 59 kilometers and that would be from downtown hamilton directly into the heart of the city is 59 kilometers it will cost when it first launches of course because demand will lower price 448 dollars <laughs> without tax one way to get to toronto Okay, now let's assume there's volume and, they, and we have planes flying regularly, and everyone's really mass demand is calling for this. It will cost $138 one way to fly from Hamilton to Toronto. I don't know if it's cost effective yet. Now, inflation might go up over the next five years. Uh, obviously, that's a long time, but that seems a lot of money to try and f- fly to Toronto. Four hundred not four hundred and forty eight dollars will be the cost without HST to get from Hamilton downtown fifty nine kilometers to get you downtown on Bay Street. Stick with Hamilton limousine. (laughs) Well, I thought it was important because everyone's it's a much better deal. This is what's the thing about technology. We speak about all these great things and imagine the planes are going to be fly. Well, I don't think anyone's got 500 bucks to go one way. It's a thousand dollar return trip a day. If you thought the 407 was expensive, take an Uber flight.
0: Yeah, exactly. Craziness. Uh, I didn't even know that Rubik's Cubes were still – I uh, I never <laughs> solved one of these things. You remember they were really big? Right, yeah. Everybody had this. I, I knew guys cube, yeah. that could do this in like three seconds. Yeah. And and I would be on this thing for like three weeks, and I still couldn't do it. And they finally – I knew the technology was going to catch up That's with right, this. That's right, yeah. Now it, now it solves itself. It's, so,
1: <laughs> this is really kind of, uh, why would you buy this? I have really kind of looked at this and I thought, this is probably the worst invention. And, prob-, and And to be honest with you, we'll be, you know, they always have a Christmas hot toy every year. Yeah. This is going to be one of those hot toys, I think, that's going to come out at Christmas. It's a self-solving Rubik's Cube. And it, well, you, you could try. It allows you to do it yourself or opt. Try to do it yourself, and when you get frustrated and it's like I can't take it anymore, you push a button and it automatically will roll and solve itself. Apparently, it takes up to about two minutes, depending on how complex the uh, Rubik's cube is at. But you just put it on the ground, and it's kind of kind of freaky. Actually, it looks like it's possessed because it's rolling <laughs> across the floor, across the table, or the floor like a slinky that's kind of like come alive. So it rolls and converts and swifts and turns, and then finally it will solve itself so if you if you want to look like it's uh something you can impress your friends and go hey would you like me to solve that give me two minutes in the bathroom and i'll bring it out and you don't have to remove i used to solve them by taking the stickers off and then putting them all back on again I never thought of that. That that. was the way I used to solve Rubik's Cube. I was never, never adapt to be able to figure that out.
0: I'm blown away by the number of stories you've (coughs) talked about, about smart mattresses. I mean, this is is really a thing now, isn't it?
1: It is. Smart mattresses, smart pillows, sleepwear. Uh, I'll get into that in more detail in some future uh, uh, tech talks. The one that I thought was really surprising, and this one's concerning to me more than anything. I don't know if it's much of a tech more than it is a shopping business thing. Amazon is going to now... There was a big popular thing about a few years back and it was, uh, you know, mattress in a box was basically what it was. You'd buy your mattress, it was a foam mattress and they would fold it up in a box and ship it to your address. This is something of concern. I bring this up because... What is Amazon doing is where I'm scratching my head. And it kind of makes me think of the Walmart days where they kind of went out and tried to, oh, look, there's a successful business that, you know, we'll just take that over. Amazon is now shipping a mattress in a box at a fraction of the cost. It normally costs up to $500 to be able to buy a mattress in a box to ship online. Amazon's now shipping queen size mattresses for $230. So... It's almost deceiving and actually uh, uh, concerning in my mind that Amazon has now got into the, if you've got a successful business you've established for yourself, we're going to now do it too. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, you'll be able to buy a mattress in a box at a fraction of the cost shipped directly to your home. There you go. Uh, you, you love Alexa. I do. And, and you've got some
0: uh, some news about Alexa.
1: Well, you know, one thing we always talk about is voice activated features. Gear, you know, we talk about Google Home, we talk about Siri, we talk about you know Alexa. I thought it was important that people understand, and I and I saw this with my uncle. He's got one of these Alexa devices. He's got five of them, right? And I hear him do the basics. What's the weather? You know, uh, turn up the music, uh, play a song. Okay, well, why not use it for what it's really meant for? So here's some real cool features Alexa has. I thought this would be relevant to share with everyone. Number one, if you say to Alexa, "Alexa, guard," uh, that's all you have to say. It's a feature in the in in the actual Alexa. It will. Actually, listen. So when you leave, you would say, Alexa, uh, guard, and it will turn and work on listening within your home. If glass breaks, if there's a sound outside of the norm, it's acting as a security guy or machine, woman. Uh, acting constantly listening. And if it detects something that is out of the ordinary, that something broke, uh, maybe your cat knocked something down, it will actually reach out and try to connect with you. If you have smart lights and otherwise, it will also toggle the lights in a sequence to make it look like you're going from room to room, shutting on and off the lights. So Alexa guard is a feature within it that you have. The other one is that you can remind it. If you've got Alexa at the office, you've got Alexa on your phone and you've got Alexa in the, in, uh, at work, you can say to Alexa, uh, remind me to water the plants because we're tracking ourselves when you get home, the minute you walk in the door, Alexa knows you're there because we're tracking ourselves everywhere. It will say, don't forget to water the gla- uh, water the plants. So as a reminder feature, it's not just a reminder on your phone. It's going to actually tell you. And last, and this is one I need because I'm, I'm pretty loud and I talk and I like the TV blaring at night and uh, Michelle likes to fall asleep and go to sleep fairly early. Um, anyway, there's whisper mode. And in Alexa, you can actually, it knows that a certain time, because it listens, that it will actually not only listen to your whisper and enhances the listening, but will also follow that with a whisper back. So that way you don't go alarming or connecting or waking up everyone at, at say, two o'clock in the morning. You're walking to the bathroom and you think it's raining. You can ask, ask Alaska, uh, 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 Alexa, is it raining outside? And it will whisper to you. So it's got a whisper mode. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: All right. Let's talk about the visual aspect though. Yes. Because yes. this is this is kind of an, a neat idea.
1: It will now there the new we've seen with the Alexa, there's new features and there's now the Home Vision which comes with a little portal that you can see now. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it's a little po- What's neat is that they're now connected and it will it will answer the front door. It has facial recognition so you can pl- you can actually load into Alexa pictures of family, pictures of of friends and otherwise and when they ring the doorbell, f- will recognize their face and can even have a conversation with them. So you can actually program Alexa to respond to say, unfortunately, no one's home right now. Can I take a message? And it will do dialogue back and forth. So it does answering two way conversation. If you do want it to work, works very similar to ring and other doorbell features. It will call your phone or call your device, let you know someone's at the front door and you'll be able to actually communicate with them.
0: All right. And I know this is just fascinating stuff because I mean, the technology here is just amazing. Uh, Alexa could actually, actually, well, it could be a doctor for you,
1: Well, sort of. This is freaky. And this is the part where I'm kind of like, the reason I'm going through all these features is not because I think you should buy one. I think you should be very concerned about what Alexa can do. And this, I don't have one, by the way, and I'm a tech guy. You know, I I said to Michelle, I am not, as much as I love it, going to get one of these features because this one is really spooky. As I mentioned, when you tell Alexa to guard, it listens to the background. As I mentioned, it's listening. It knows when it's to whisper. It knows when to respond. Well, this one now knows when you're sniffling. It knows when you're coughing. And get ready for it. This whole Amazon's got one purpose, not to sell you devices to listen and talk to you. It's in the advertising game, folks. So what happens is now Alexa will be coming out in the next upgrade to listen to your emotions. You might be crying Maybe you're sniffling. Maybe you'll be coughing. You may be really sick. Uh, these are all listening features, not heat sensors yet. But the, the interesting factor is that Alexa will become your new friend. And it will say, it sounds like you have a cold. Would you like me to order some cough drops for you? You can now say, yes, Alexa, I need some NyQuil. Could you help me? And it will say, I've just ordered NyQuil for you. It will arrive tomorrow. Thank you for being an Amazon Prime member. Who knows what it says? I don't know. But it knows you're coughing and sniffling. That's a little freaky, Bill. I mean, that's a little above uh, above and beyond here.
0: This uh, is starting to sound like a Stephen King novel. <laughs> 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 yeah, where Alexa takes over the world.
1: Right? <laughs> knows it. it's like it's not safe outside bill i'm locking the door i yeah. mean it's it's getting that cra- they even have a feature with the new upgrade that you can actually it knows when you're sad or bored i don't know how they know that but claims the new upgrades these are not today by the way these are going to be coming in the yeah. new updates of alexa the new updated is going to be able to also know when you're not doing anything Meaning you're sitting there, you're maybe humming and hawing, and and it's going to say, hey, if you like Marvel movies or action movies, it will say, did you know there's a Marvel movie tonight at Cineplex or uh, AMC Theater? Would you like me to order tickets for you? There's seats available at 7 o'clock. It will actually go that far as to offer suggestions and help you book the ticket.
0: Which begs the question uh, do you own Alexa or does Alexa own you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're paying for this opportunity. Yeah, for exactly. This, for this feature.
0: Tech Talk, we do this every Friday and we don't pay for it. Uh, <laughs> 11 th- uh, Brought to you by good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Have a great weekend.
1: You too. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.